Welcome to Birds of a Feather. This is your girl, AJ Suburban Princess, with a midday thought. I should be working, but I'm taking my lunch break early as I soak my feet in lavender Epsom salts because my feet have been killing me for a while doing a belly cardio online with my friend Jennifer, who teaches belly dance on shimmywell.com. Shout out. But basically, what I want to do is get stuff off my chest because, of course, Twitter has caused me to engage in foolish talk again and I'm trying to get rid of this ability to pop back at people especially people that I like because a lot of times uh, discussions need to be healthy and there are people who don't agree with your opinion and that's okay I for one am learning a lot about not just being angry and just learning to understand where their perspective is coming from the problem is when you fight with people who you find that basically are kind of saying the same thing, but they're just executing their words differently. And the result ends up being a lot of misunderstanding because at the end of the day, we really all want the same thing. As black folk in America, we're realizing that years and years have passed, generations and generations have passed, and black people are still getting killed at an alarming rate. Now, the difference is we did not have social media back in the 60s and 50s. So you see it on a daily basis. We hear about it on the news in Philly. There's always a random shooting. Another child just got killed out of nowhere. I think in point point breeze and I'm sick of hearing about children just randomly getting caught up in, shoot, in shootouts because I don't know why that has to happen every day in Philadelphia. It happens everywhere, but it's a daily thing on the news. And for once you'd like to report that there were no crimes or that crime is dropping. And I don't know if adding, you know, uh, I think her name is outlaw. Uh, one of the new chief commanders in, at the police, Philly police is really helping because I was very reassured as a woman that that's something that would reduce under her uh, leadership. And I just don't want it to be um, everything come down on her because nothing has changed. But I'm praying for her too, because I do believe that women have a good chance of making things better once men decide to let their guard down. But that's a whole nother discussion. But it leads to what this podcast is basically going to be about today. For Birds of a Feather, I welcome different types of opinions, which is why I have my friend Eddie on. And the male perspective in sports is very important, especially because, like I said in my trailer, I don't really repeat facts. I don't repeat stats. It's not important to me because to me, the eye test is really what sports tell me. You know, I don't react to anything that person did year before or what their pattern is um, according to analytics. I don't think any of that crap matters. I think what matters is what the player does at that moment. And right now, my Phillies are in an upswing. You know, they have a couple more games before they can possibly sneak their butts up into a decent position in the East. Whereas considering how MLB bubble life was seeming like it was never going to fester because they didn't seem to want to do the bubble thing. And even though it benefited the NBA because they're still going, even with the delay of the uh, brief 48 hour um, lockout slash protest slash um, uh, I don't know what the word is, but delay of play which really didn't do much other than just make people realize that no matter what happens, um, most of that league in NBA are black. So they should have every reason to want to put a pause on playing so they can figure out what direction they can go in once this bubble ends, because these men will still be black, regardless of how much money they make and who, what team they play for. So I appreciate it for the awareness part, but as people who are actual activists that didn't do shit, but I think it was still one of those things. It was, it was, definitely a change but it to me this whole year has been making everybody uncomfortable on so many levels that to me was just another uh addition to the bubble life being something you never thought was gonna 
do anything for the sport. I mean, some people like myself thought, well, what's the point of even playing? But knowing us sports fans were dying for some kind of mental stimulation and escape. Um, I'm glad that they did go forward with it. But I, I understand the players that decided to opt out as some are opting out for the NFL coming up soon in a couple weeks or in a week. So I understand that as well. But all of this delay of play, constant testing, questioning of COVID testing procedures, whether or not the CDC is credible anymore because of Donald Trump supposedly and his henchmen uh, taking data from the CDC. You just wonder now if you want to trust the CDC that any of this is going to get any better or are people just totally ignoring any kind of protocol because they're tired of sitting at home. And for those who are now homeschooling, I pray with you as well because I know, I mean, I don't know as a parent, but I can imagine what it's like to have to deal with kids who don't adjust to change well or who are not excited about not having that change of environment to go to school or getting sick of staying at home and just aren't very good at transitioning to a new mode of learning. I personally think as a a parent, um, this year, if anything, has showed you that for those parents that always kind of use school as an excuse to get away from their children, that ends today. Um, Now you have to realize that those who really uh, like the fact that they have school as a kind of vacation from you know, having to work on their children as well as work on themselves while they're at work. A lot of things are going to have to be um, put in perspective that these days in this kind of epidemic or pandemic, there's going to be a lot of stuff that's going to require extra effort to be safe, to be educated, to be um, not ignorant and to be adaptable because honestly nothing about this year has made anything comfortable and I think it's been obviously a thorn in people's sides but it's also caused a lot of blurring of vision and focus whether we still want to bother focusing on the election or if we want to care about our health or if we'd rather just drink ourselves into a stupor and act like everything's okay or hide or become even more angry knowing more than we really planned on knowing due to the constant flow of information about history and how it all ties back to police brutality and why there has never been questioning of any of these qualified immunity measures, uh, cops who never seem to question their escalated or not de-escalation of uh, brutality techniques. There are just things that are still happening. And I think that this pandemic, along with the transition to sports being slowed down, delayed or postponed, It has made us all realize that we are not in control of any of the circumstances. And I think this realization has made me want to just vent because getting into a discussion just now on Twitter with someone who um, from afar I have admired work-wise as far as uh, being in the business of sports, I realized that there are just some people who will look uh, at the, will get lost in the details of what's not really being offer to us as far as if you're a voter or if you're um, just a simple fed up black person or any person of color at this point who feels like if we just blindly root for Biden and Kamala Harris that we're basically saying that we're okay with everything that's come to this point since Obama or even during Obama there are people now who are coming out of the woodwork now comparing saying was life really great under Obama either I beg to differ. I mean, first of all, the fact that he even got into office, I don't care if he's mixed black or Puerto Rican. The fact that he was not white was a big deal. 
I don't care if he was half white or whatever. I'm just saying his presence alone being in the way he carried himself, the way he tried to initiate a lot of initiatives. And now that, thank God, Angela Rye, um, an activist and uh, analyst and very smart black woman put out there that there is on record on the White House website of the formal things that Obama did enact into policy. And even though pretty much it seems like he didn't do anything because 45 has done very well at convincing people that he shouldn't be able to uh, continue his reign of policy because it was all bullshit. Um, A lot of people who just tuned into caring about politics within the last two years are now saying that Obama really was a liar. And at the end of the day, I... I never was one, even when I didn't even care as a young, as a young person that I never not believed that politics were all about lying and trying to get people's vote. I think the only year that I ever, even since I was able to vote, didn't want to vote was the second term for Bush because I thought, okay, well, people say he stole that election. So why should I vote? Which is exactly where we are now with Trump going on to a second term, possibly. Now, knowing that he had Russian intervention and he pretty much has lived his whole life, basically, seems like capitalizing off a Russian uh, intervention. You know, we know he's a con man. We know he's someone who obviously has no political acumen whatsoever. So it makes sense that a lot of the things he does is just to satisfy uh, the base and uh, the other fellow con men that he's put in every single uh, significant branch of office so that he can never get um he can never get any kind of pushback for laws that he allows to happen. Now, yes, it's obvious that he also is has a history of being a stone cold racist. And he also is just prejudiced of anything that doesn't look like him because he literally lives in that kind of ignorance because being a wealthy uh, businessman, whatever the hell that is now, um, I think that he's always kind of blindly just believed that this is how I operate my business and this is how I operate the country. Obviously the two aren't related. So I don't even want to talk about him that long, but my point is his vibe, his whole demeanor, his whole policy, if he even had any or administration or platform has caused a lot of betrayal between us as Americans, a lot of finger pointing, a lot of sickness. I mean, COVID to me probably would have happened, but it probably wouldn't have uh, amassed into, you know, the tornado of destruction and death that has turned out to be this year. Um, and I think that it's also an analogy to how prejudice has become what it's become now. Um, we all have funky vision with people now. Like we all have trust issues if we didn't already. Um, we all realize that there's a lot of veils that are lifted now because a lot of things that maybe white people didn't realize in terms of their history affects a lot of black people and people of color and even biracial people because they have to acknowledge both sides of history. Um, My sister's children are biracial. You know, they're going to have a lot of things to have to deal with as they get older when all of it starts to come together to them, if not before, because, you know, kids these days have so much information offered to them that at some point they're going to piece it together before they're even legal to drink. So the stress that my generation is going through now with realizing that we have to constantly change our way of thinking. If not, we're not going to survive another year. Perspective to me is definitely a vehicle of deception right now. I feel like the smoke and mirrors approach is basically what makes 45 and Putin and people like that stay afloat and stay in power because they have a way of knowing how to prey on the ignorant and people who are obviously poorly uneducated 
And it's obvious you don't have to have a degree to realize common sense is lacking a lot right now in our country. And it's also showing that we cannot seem to make lemons out of lemonade without completely destroying the lemons, (laughs) you know, completely obliterating all sorts of ration and reason to make things simpler. Um, Every country's stats is coming out, making it look like why is the biggest country like them having such an issue with putting things together? And the problem is lack of communication and education. And if anything, it's showing us figure pointing on Twitter and all these social media avenues where we can get our energy out as citizens because we obviously can't walk up, you know, anywhere without possibly getting killed now because protesters seem to be a threat to what used to be an expression of freedom. Um, It seems like now there are white nationalists and vigilantes who are now plugged into any kind of city that they hear about with their stir and now they're planted there to start more of a riot to make it look like that's all black matters protests and any kind of protest that's been going on for years basically stands for so that they can annihilate any legitimacy in the reasons that people are actually spending their lives out there fighting for their rights literally people like myself are not into that kind of thing but I understand it people who are literally losing their livelihood right now and being arrested for protesting against um, evictions that are happening (sighs) could all have been eliminated. Now, mind you, there are some people that obviously ain't keeping up with their bills or whatever. That's different. But if you didn't have someone who was literally suffocating the economy by paying his own friends and not even caring about how it's affecting people who daily need their medicine. And now the post office has become, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Oh God, I hate when I can't get my words out. My God. Um, But you know, basically the post office has been taken over and now that interferes with people getting their medicine or getting their uh, daily mail or any kind of thing that involves voting now has been compromised. There it is, compromised. But the point is, why do we have to be in this state? Why does it take all this paralyzing of law policy things that we pretty much ran with for every every person's uh, term have to be frozen just because they don't want to be embarrassed and lose. Because Trump is all about winning. So I think at the end of the day, if his ego is is what he cares more about, then this explains why this should be his last term. Because no president running a whole country should care about his ego. And this is why I was firmly against not having a woman as a president. I wanted Warren. I, you know, I wanted Stacey. You know, I was fine with Kamala. I was fine if Kamala was even like she is now, a vice president nominee. But I just felt like it just to me was blatantly obvious that men have had too much time to frame this world into such a way that underneath, we were probably never really a powerful entity anyway, because any powers that we had, we strangely misused at times, or we overcompensated and put ourselves in situations that promoted wars or promoted what became 9-11. I think that If there's any reason why now people should realize why we have been silently feeding the the beast without even realizing it. And then also not realizing that turning on our own citizens, i.e. going to this whole, you know, tie into why I'm recording because Twitter has become a battlefield. You can't express your views without someone contradicting you or someone um, giving you harsh feedback or even just giving you feedback of their opinion without, you know, with being respectful, which is what I'm dealing with now. But it's just the fact that we have to question why voting is wrong at this point as a black person, because 
they're going to feel like our rights are ignored anyway. So what does it matter? I refuse to sit on the opportunity to vote for someone who may have history, but who doesn't. And I just feel like I'm not afraid of a Joe Biden history um, as opposed to a Trump history. Um, At this point, I know that Kamala has not really been winning over a lot of black women, but yet at the same time, uh, on the surface, she has. So I think that underneath, there's a lot of angry black women and angry black groups who feel like she's the reason why we are partially stuck into this uh, issue with the prisons and and, and how black men are just generally painted to the average white woman or the average political political activist, you know, or how, you know, political figure. And I just feel like that the problem with that whole perception goes back to what I was saying originally. Black men are being demonized for no reason. And then there's the pattern of because they've been demonized, they've given into some of those stereotypes because they feel like they have no other way to fight Um, because they feel I'll always be this. I might as well just continue to perpetuate the myth. Um, Some are testifying that they realize that I'm a product of this kind of thinking and this kind of rationalization. So as I try to fight back, I want you to understand why this is unfair to me. And also understand that within our own black community, we fight each other daily. But again, not the time to point that out when it's obvious this year that we have heavily been introduced to the concept that black people are now targets because we speak so boldly, because we have a strong presence and because of the potential of us wanting to get quote unquote revenge for years and years of being slaves um, has now even branched into another subcategory where now we're deciding who has been dealt uh, a shitty hand more than us or Jews or Indians or any, like that whole debate became dissected. And that again, creates less focus. Because at the end of the day, anyone enslaved for years and years and has never been given any kind of reparations or any kind of respect uh, back has every right to have a problem with the way the world is being run still. I mean, come on, Uh, slavery with black folks go more than 400 years now. Okay. But you also got Native Americans who, who, you know, back to history, you want to question whether or not they were actually there first before we got dragged over here. And you want to know why it's now taking now for someone like a state like Oklahoma or somewhere to to grant a certain tribe of Native Americans back that piece of land that belongs to their tribe just now in 2020. Okay, why do you have all these different coalitions within black people that go back to the Black Panther Party and go back to any kind of uh, undercover or whatever call threatening small political groups when the black parents are just fighting for equality. They just chose to show their weapons because that's how they were treated first. So yes, method may be intimidating to some, but the Black Panthers were basically about, we'll have to uh, dictate our own rules since you refuse to acknowledge that we're humans, which to me is not wrong. Um, There's a reason why to this day, uh, the museum that was finally built in DC still has a ways to go in, in being completed because we know that there's tons of stuff now that has been unearthed that are still not being acknowledged as rightfully owned by black people first. You know, Black Wall Street now, that story has been, I don't know, several decades old. And we're just now realizing that this is why black people have always been made to think that we never could sustain wealthy businesses, but we have. They've just been quickly destroyed because there was a threat to the white man or whatever guy was in political power at the time. 
So that threat of community, that threat of power, that threat of not even having to try really, that is really what we have to secure and we have to um, embolden and empower without alongside, should I say, our fellow white man as opposed to against. Because that whole perspective that black people are just here because we just needed work and then that was it. That needs to die because now that we know that the White House was officially built by slaves, which obviously was something that was never pointed to me in uh, high school or or grade school, um, there's just a more reason to say you should not look at me as the enemy when I want to be here in the first place. (laughs) So I digress. The whole point of this pod is just a vent because there's just a there's a problem of lack of identity. And because of the lack of leadership, it's causing everyone to question Uh, who they are as an American, whether they are an American, whether or not it matters that they're an American because they've lived here all their lives. Um, The question of whether or not immigration should be this much of a problem because (laughs) according to Hamilton, just like the song says, you know, immigrants, we built this, you know? And honestly, a lot of us have history that we don't even know that could really prove a lot of people wrong. And I'd rather everybody be unified in trying to educate, like myself, read, get facts for once, and stop acting like everybody knows what's really going to win this country back. Because there's no secret formula that, to me, is actually going to change everything like that. Because nothing's going to go back to normal. We don't want it to. Normal was what brought us here. So now the new normal should be everything after 2020 should go back to the way it should have been from the jump is how I look at it. Accountability is definitely going to have to be um, spread across the board. And that's black folks as well. We have to start realizing that demonizing each other's point of views is not wrong, but you have to question why we can't be on the same page. And if that thinking came from history and history of failures, as far as respect amongst us or whether that's that same colorism inner hatred that goes on between our own you know is that conditioning from believing that we ain't shit so I don't know why you think you're better than me and all that shit comes out because that really annoys me too because I've had to battle that growing up too you know the question of whether Kamala is considered black who the fuck cares she's a woman she's done her duty as a DA And whether or not you agree with her policies, again, goes back to even Obama. If you had a problem with how he ran the country, you should be trying to get your butt in local uh, elections so that you can change what you didn't like. Not everybody has that patience, that um, tact, and that, I guess, cachet uh, to be able to get themselves in a position where they can right that wrong. But me as an everyday citizen, I'm going to use the powers that I have, and that is to vote. Now, mind you, it may not get through this year if they decide to keep, you know, well, if they haven't already decided to block my uh, opportunity to vote. But I'm not, I'm going to damn well try and I'm not going to be one of these people running out crazy, trying to kill people just to get to it. But I I do feel like my right, if it's still there, I'm using it until it's not there anymore, because, you know, according to this Voting Rights Act being totally negated uh, rest in peace John Lewis because that's what he fought for I hope that eventually it gets to the point where we can kind of redo some of these laws that 
really didn't apply to black folk and make that be our law, you know? Um, watching Ice Cube on Stick to Sports with Jamel and Kari last night, it made me realize that I kind of just wonder if some of us who have such an issue with what's going on really truly have a plan that's going to actually work. Because right now, all we can do is complain and, you know, point out how dumb others like myself are for voting. And I don't think that's good enough. Knowing from the examples of Rosewood and Tulsa and all those other, uh, with the Negro Renaissance up until, you know, Black Wall Street, we have the power to be able to kind of recreate what we know we can become. The problem is we're not very good at the execution. Some of us, like Tamika Mallory, are actually doing the work and, and you know, posting up down there at Louisville, Kentucky, so that Brianna gets more justice and that this case finally gets closed with those cops being arrested or the cop in question that actually technically killed her by himself. So to me, all this going back and forth on Twitter means nothing. At the end of the day, if you're co-signing with something that's actually putting voter suppression to to bed, that's good. I'd rather donate to the rigged um, uh, initiative that Jeffrey Wright, who hosted that Netflix, no, I'm sorry, Amazon Prime special uh, rigged about the history of voter fraud. Um, I'd rather put the money in to feed that group that or that initiative that's going to actually challenge voter oppression and have it fixed for good, because that to me is worth my money. Okay, I'm not going to be spending too many times in Twitter battles or Facebook battles because everybody's just saying stuff from their couch like me. So what are we changing? Nothing. So I'd rather just we do more and talk less and tweet less for that matter. I just say stuff because at the heat of the moment, that's how I feel. But I understand if people understand that going along to get along doesn't get you far. Okay, but neither does not voting. So your perspective may be different from mine. But I think the one thing we're all unified in is where we are right now as a as a world is fucked up and we can prevent it because we have some reason why that nut is still in office, okay? Even the ones who sat on their vote because they didn't like Hillary because of whatever lies that they believed about her. So the perspective needs to change and we definitely just need more women, period. Because I don't care if women are emotional. We at least have a conscience enough to say, maybe that's not about trying to start a war. Maybe for once it's just about a conversation. I'm sorry, women are communicators, men are not. And so to me, that is why there is a sickness of dominating and ego driven um, control and all this crap. Like to me, it's just like, it's just small appendage talk. You know, women get stuff done because we have that urge to just want to nourish and improve and change and fix. And we just do it. I mean, women who give birth to people, I'm sorry, you can't tell me shit that a woman can't run if we can give birth to other people, period. So that alone to me is why I'm, if you really wanna keep it funky, I don't have any hope in any of this, but I'd rather use my right before I can't even vote at all. So miss me with that whole criticizing me choosing to vote with Biden and and Kamala. I I wanna make her Kamala so bad, but it's Kamala. But I'd rather be amused by the hatred and also amused by the protesters but also amused at the actual result when it happens. Because right now there's a lot of time killing, insulting, finger pointing and perspective uh, changing that needs to be done. And that some of that finger pointing needs to stop. 
because it's not getting anywhere anywhere but putting not anywhere but putting you in a corner or labeling and shaming yeah I may engage in it too because we all get caught up hell I'm having the worst kind of hormonal shift right now. And I, if it is up to me, I would like to throw a trash can at everybody's head. You know what I mean? That's just how I feel right now. But tomorrow I may feel very, very relieved that I got it out. So just think about the things that you challenge or the things that you get mad about and just really do a kind of one, two, three and analysis about why you're in this conversation. Because at the end of the day, your opinion is going to be your opinion But just remember, the one thing that really matters is whether we're all on the same page about getting this liar out because he's tarnishing what America has needed to be from the door. And if anything, only thing I'll be thankful for with Trump is that he did show us exactly who we were. So now that we know, we need to work on that and we need to get into therapy, (laughs) basically. 2020 has become our therapy. I mean, at first I used to joke because I thought, Questlove always called it our punishment with the whole COVID and quarantine, but I really do think it's our therapy. So in a way, I, you know, I'm trying not to hate, but I do, I, I do hate what Trump's doing to us. But I also think it's a blessing because what he's showing us is that you weren't shit from the beginning. And all I'm trying to do is show that like, I'm, I'm what you guys base this country on. So why are you shocked that I'm here? And we're looking at him like, yeah, but Maybe we wanted to believe in the lie a little longer and now you're really, you're making us work. And that's probably what all we needed to do was just show that, okay, maybe we lied. Maybe we're not happy where we are. Maybe we aren't a really good country, but we can be. And maybe the communication is causing everybody to realize, well, like, damn, why didn't somebody tell me before? <sighs> and hence social media. So it's a blessing and a curse. That's all I can say. And whatever you do today, just take a deep breath and realize that the freedoms you have to argue, the freedoms you have to vote, the freedoms you have to not vote, it's still a freedom. So just use it wisely. Birds of a feather. I'll be back. Um, me and Eddie B got to discuss life post, uh, NBA delay slash, uh, Philly uprising slash who's going to be the new coach of the Sixers. Now the Brett Brown's finally gone. Was it really Brett Brown's problem? This and many more things back on another edition of Birds of a Feather, the co-ed edition. Take care, guys.